Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrokes. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Manchester United Redcast with me, Chris Curley, and alongside me this week is Russell Bolkind. Hello, Russell. Good evening, Chris. How are you? I'm, I'm very well, thanks for asking. And up in Manchester in God's own country is Robert Meakin. Bobby, how are you doing? Yeah, good evening, Christopher. Oh, very polite, very formal. I like it. Um, before we talk about uh, a week at Old Trafford that we've just had, let me tell you that Ladbrokes, um, they've got a betting offer that has now changed. Exciting. This is exciting stuff. Very exciting news. All exciting when they do this. Um, Sign up and deposit up to £50 and Ladbrokes will put the same amount into your account, giving you up to £50 worth of free bets. Do that and um, hopefully make some cash, obviously. Do gamble responsibly. Um, Let's talk about this week that's happened so far. Um, Russell, have you enjoyed... How did you get here tonight? Any problems at all? I mean, I was le- I was a little bit late, Chris, but that's my own doing. I'm a poor timekeeper, so... And poor Bobby's waiting by the phone for this to start, you know. I know. He's going to miss the taking, second half we're of... We're taking uh, liberties. Burnley-Newcastle. I've been waiting with bated breath for this. Come on. I know. It's, his it's, fish, it's, it's, his it's fish pie's going to burn. It's, it's terrible. I had a terrible trouble getting here. Um, what happened, Chris? Well, <laughs> uh, I was really upset, actually, because I was walking down and people were flyering for a nightclub through Shoreditch and, like, not giving me the flyer. <laughs> And then, and then 20 yards further, the chuggers were after me. I couldn't get away. Wow. I'm like, the charity people want me, but the, the cool nightclubs don't want me. It's because you look so friendly and amiable I know. And, and rich. I know. Well, this is another thing that um, Eddie got this email, which he, um, he, t- he told me about. Um, he said that the producers at Playback Media asked if he could, if he could read this email out from Cancer Research. Uh, apparently, Eddie hasn't signed up yet. So here it is. Uh, it says, Dear Eddie... He knows I've hacked into his computer. Um, We're appealing to all your adventurous nature and invite you to take part in Cancer Research UK Tough 10 and help beat cancer sooner. Uh, Tough 10 is a series of epic 10k runs. There's no obstacles, just 10k of tough winding trails, uneven woodland landscape and steep muddy declines. Um, They've asked if Eddie or any of our Redcast crew could join us and conquer the unknown terrain at the famous Heaton Park in Manchester on Sunday the 26th of November this year of course Kilimanjaro and the London Marathon are okay for kids but do you think you're tough enough for the tough 10 if you do sign up today at cruk.org forward slash tough 10 and if you use the promo code TTEN OCT on checkout. Uh, they'll give you and any Redcast listeners they want to join us on a £5 discount on the uh, entry fee. Uh, Russell, do you think Eddie's going to be doing that? Ah, uh, not so sure. Not so sure. He likes more a man who likes to, I think his exercise is jumping to conclusions and stretching his imagination. Robert, you're up there, so you can um, pass that around to uh, your brethren. 
Absolutely, and I just hope my you know, my troublesome hamstring comes through. I don't want to bore the listeners with that, but uh, you can man, I'm out of my age now. Th- fitness. Thank God it off. wasn't your groin again. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, the place again to sign up is cruk.org forward slash tough10. And if you use the promo code TTEN. OCT, you'll get a £5 discount on the entry fee. Um, Spurs at the weekend, Russell. What happened? Uh, We won. We won. Correct. The the scoreline says we won. I think that's all that matters, Uh, you know, at this stage, I think. It was set up like that, though, wasn't it? Yeah. The the result was more important than the performance. Absolutely. I mean, I think what we're either witnessing is the after effects of Jose putting the brakes on against Liverpool, possibly. Or what we're seeing is against Liverpool and against Spurs is an approach of winning against the top six, against the other title contenders. You know, he set up and he said after uh, the Liverpool match that Klopp didn't take any of his midfielders off, didn't give him any advantages. It's like this, Jose's seeing it as like this chess match. And again, and he's waiting, it's like this game of chicken where he's waiting for the other opposition to blink and hoping to take advantage. Spurs blunk, which I believe is the past tense of blink. And you believe we won. or you know? Can we have I, facts here, Russell? I, That's what I, I expect from you. You know what? I'm going to have to. I'll Not, look it up. I'll look it up between now and the next time I'm on, and I'll confirm. You, you know, Susie Dent. Text her now while okay. uh, Robert tells her. What did you think about um, Saturday against Spurs, Robert? Um, nothing to write home about performance wise, but very pleased with the result. Yeah, we, we ground it out. It was a Harry Kane-less Tottenham, which obviously helped our cause. But. Um, I th- at times, I thought we looked pretty average. The midfield concerned me on the day, and particularly in the first half when there was no real quality service getting to Rashford or Lukaku. Uh, so that was concerned. Mkhitaryan's performance was a concern. But on the plus side, you say we a great finish by Martial. We ground out the result. Defensively, we were, we were pretty sound. So overall, we should be pleased, obviously, because yeah, to get a win against a, a very strong Tottenham side presently was was encouraging, particularly after what happened the week before. So, pleased overall, but performance, nothing to write home about. Well, well the Chuckle Brothers, you know, kept another clean sheet, which was good, even though yeah. Phil Jones started like, um, he, oh, he, he was waiting for the husband to walk in on, on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he was all over the place. Oh, well, was. I was like, Phil, Phil Beaker, calm down. Yeah. You know, just, just, I don't know what was going on, but Bailly, Bailly's a monster, isn't he? It's good to have him back. What's that coming over the hill? It's Eric Bailly, it's Eric Bailly. Yeah. That's what that is. I mean, all that's missing is a name that scans with that that song, really. I'd like to I see suppose. that take off. Yeah. That I could mean, take off. But I think you're right, Bobby. I think the problem... Um, I mean, what are we expecting? What's the world expecting? I mean, maybe the world needs to calm down, I think, about everyone needs to have glorious, sexy football. It just doesn't exist. Mm. It's just not possible here's, to play here's, that for 10 months of the season. Here's a stat for you. Go on. Spurs. This is not like the old blunking thing, is it? It's not blunking, but I have Susie has texted back, and she, she actually really she has. Can yeah, I see that? He, oh yeah, she has. Yeah, yeah. she has Speed said dial. that. Yeah, she's in my favourites. Um, you know, it isn't blunk; it is blinked. But um, that the origin of blink is from twelve fifty to thirteen hundred Middle English uh, variant of blinken to blinch, which is cognate with the Dutch and German. She so typed that pretty quick. Susie she's then. got very fast fingers. Um, my thing for you, Chris, and uh, you, Bobby, is this Spurs, swashbuckling Spurs versus sort of stayed United. And the stats just don't bear well, that give out. Give us a stat, then. Give us some stats. Um, I need to turn over to the right page of my notebook. But after 10 games, United, 23 points, 23 goals scored. Spurs, 19 points, 19 goals scored. 
Okay, good. You good. know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, I can tell you really did your research on that stuff. I mean, I looked at the table. I looked at the table. <laughs> I that, thought it was going to be research. like some like deep, deep interesting calling up to passing percentages shots on target thing. No, my point is you don't have to go very far to disprove this kind of... I get what you're saying. I think you could have backed it up with a stronger stat. All right. Next time. Next time. Just you know go what? past text. the first page let me, on let Google. Me, let me text Opta. Let's do Opta now. Um, um, Robert... Are we, are we, should we be bothered by this football yet? And about, you know, the, everybody getting at Jose? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Jose plays these things to his own advantage a bit as well. He does that. He's always had that siege mentality, as we well know. And I think he uses it to fire himself up to give the team an edge when he was doing all that gesturing at the end after the 1 0. I think that rather suits Jose. He's, he's used to that. I mean, in terms of the quality of the football, we know that the week before we were undercooked to put it politely against Huddersfield so he, he was keen to get a reaction out of that so I, th- I think him sort of making making a big deal out of so-called criticism of the team I think is all just beneficial to him I, I did forewarn that Huddersfield one if you remember last time I was on you did well was, as you said it was a local derby essentially yeah I did and they were really fired up and I we, did that was the one my one consolation when the result came in was me feeling rather again quite smug about being right again um, yeah, which is a yeah. constant 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 thing in my life quite frankly as my friends will tell me uh, I, I just what is going on with Jose though because he's looking like he wants to pick a fight and why is he wanting to pick a fight he's the whole world against him again I think that's just the way he sets himself up. But why now? I, think I mean, the flirting with PSG bothers me. I think that has more of an effect of what the, hearing that, what the players think, because they watch those press conferences than they do playing six men behind the ball, um, six men in defence against Liverpool. I think that kind of thing bothers them more. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he said that he's not going to finish his career at United. I think he like... But that's fine. I don't mind that. Maybe he's somebody who is... You know, but like he gets bored easily. I want to know, you know? that maybe the Lowry staff needs to pluff off his pillows or something, or, or getting better room service to cheer him up because he needs cheering up, Bobby, doesn't he? Yeah, and you mentioned that the room service. It is a strange scenario to me. We can't spend too much time delving into what where the private life is of Mourinho presently, but it, it is curious to me that after all this time, he is still based at the Lowry Hotel in the middle of Manchester. I would have thought. There are plenty of big houses in North Cheshire where the rest of the team live. There would be something suitable for the manager of Manchester United. So it's been curious that, and it does make you wonder, you know, where where he is mentally at times being in Manchester when it all looks still very, very temporary in terms of his own domestic arrangements. I just imagine him going down to the restaurant at the Lowry with a massive plate now. Like, yeah, like exactly. Like plate, Alan. And yeah, at least yeah. he's got, but at least he's got company. And it might put him off running around a, a big, massive house on his own. You know, his kids have grown up. His wife obviously prefers yeah, Chelsea. Maybe. And he just he just gets a bit grumpy this time of year. And I, it's, it's weird he's picking these fights. And he's come out today and he's defended Lukaku. But does Lukaku really need defending? No, I, I wouldn't say so. I think, you know... He, so he, he why got, did he get... There was, I was watching... There was some reaction from the crowd, though, on Saturday when Lukaku didn't hold the ball up. Is Joe, Jose just picking on something to make it bigger? Uh, you know, but that's something that really isn't there. I think what the sort of disquiet, discomfort, you know, what people are not, people aren't booing Lukaku. People want to be winning 4-0. Fans want to be winning 4-0. Well, they're idiots. He's using supposed quote-unquote criticism of Lukaku as like a lightning rod for taking it away from criticism of the overall, you know, style of the team, I think. But Robert, those fans that want to win in 4-0, they're idiots, aren't they? I mean, and then blaming Lukaku, they know nothing. Totally, totally unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, 
Lukaku has had a fantastic start for us. And actually, there's, and there's been other good parts of his game apart from the goals. I think Mourinho is um, is rightly though. Again, you, he, he says all these things for a reason. Yeah, but the hint that the fans aren't appreciating Lukaku enough is just a good way to get a bit of more momentum behind him. And I, I mean, Lukaku at the end of the day, you know, he hit the woodwork. Hit the, the woodwork. And and we, 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 we wouldn't be discussing it you know, if that had just been an inch. But he had left. that. He, he had he had decent chances, right? And you're not going to make chances. He turned the shot when he rolled the defender, and Lurie saved it. Yeah. He made something out yeah. of nothing. He had the header where he planted his foot. The only thing people were he played the cross for Rashford in the first no. five minutes. But he also scored. Yeah. He had a he had an assist against Huddersfield for Rashford. He yes, from the put right. a great ball in for that header. I mean, yeah. I, here's the thing we're getting frustrated about. I think with Lukaku is that we know and see his physical side. And the problem is when the ball comes up to him, he's a bit floppy. You know, he doesn't stick his backside yep. in like Mark Hughes used to do or even Van Nistelrooy mm. used to do. You know, the ball's not sticking enough. And he's getting unfair. And that is such an obvious and visible thing that's happening that other players are getting away, are getting away with a lack of quality into him. Yeah. And yeah. that's and he's yeah. becoming a little bit of a scapegoat. I don't believe it's a big thing for Jose to come out and like moan about it to us and go on MUTV and go, I don't know why you've done like Lukaku. It's like, no, we'll teach him to stick his backside in this defender, hold the ball up. Yeah. At the same time, you've got to get better quality. And we all know Sonny was nothing without share. And quite frankly, yeah. Lukaku is missing Pogba. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That, that's the case. It's, and it's no coincidence you look at where where he's maybe fallen away a little bit, has, has been largely when Pogba has been absent. And they were, they were fantastic together. They read each other's games really well. And a midfield, Evander Herrera, even Fellaini, probably, they, he's just not going to get that same level of service to Lukaku. And I think he's genuinely felt that. Well, Fellaini takes the pressure off physically, doesn't he? Because you chip the yeah. ball up to him, he holds it, he causes a distraction. That's why Fellaini is, is physically important mm. when he's been playing. And he can release Lukaku because somebody has to go mm. to Fellaini. The problem we're having, there's three problems we're missing, I think. Centre-backs can't pass it and break the lines. Herrera's passing going forward is poor. He's not controlling a game. And thirdly, Mkhitaryan isn't. Mkhitaryan's been all over the shop since Pogba's been out. Yeah. He's been yeah. too inconsistent. You can look, I think, and see players around Mkhitaryan now, is they're starting not to trust him. They're starting yeah. not to give him the ball because it's, it's losing it too quickly and therefore we're not able to get up the pitch and we're not able to sustain any attacks and they're the real issues about why Jose has to play the way that he plays and we've really missed Pogba missed his personality in those big games to take the ball hold it mm -hmm. and control the pace of the tempo of the game that's what we've missed and you know if he's not back at the sun on Sunday against Chelsea It'll be a problem. We'll come to that in the second half of the show, yeah. however. Um, but Mkhitaryan, it's a worry. It's a, we talked about it two weeks ago, Robert, that we were just signs that Mkhitaryan was feeling a little bit unsure of himself. Yeah. And it's, it's got I, worse, hasn't it? I just don't see it. really does enough. And no, it has got, it has got a, a little worse. Look, he's, he's a really neat, intricate, intelligent footballer. But right now, as a critic, you say, is he fit for purpose in the Premiership? I'd have to say right now, probably not. And that's been Jose's worry as well that he obviously hasn't trusted him enough but is there um, I was going to say is there a man management issue um, in a bit well, I just think I think, Qatar I think we're past that now but in a I've, in a bit of another bit of deep research well you'll be the judge it might be first page of Google for you Chris I don't know Money, and you know I but need more. in the FIFA team of the year it was very interesting Mkhitaryan captain of Armenia gets a vote in the coach of the year did not pick Jose 
as the. Well, I hear. I mean, you're gonna like they'll like spread your options open, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> really? You can go like you can be you're crazy with that vote. Yeah. You pick you pick whoever you want, Craig Shakespeare. I, if you I, I'd have to say, I have to say to Mick that the uh, that could be where United could come undone as the months go on in terms of a title challenge that we we lack a top-class number 10 well, at the it, moment. I said that last week. I, I do think that's a real problem for I us. think we have one. If we're going to play two up front... If you use Pogba there. No, matter. Yeah. I think well, what, I think yeah. what you... If you're going to play three at the back, right, and you're going to play two up front, and you've got someone in the hole behind them in that two, three midfield, then you need someone who's going to hold... Who's going to, like, keep the ball, rotate the ball, yeah. trust the ball... Find, be able to find that clever pass, slow the game down, quicken it up. Someone who's clever. That's matter. He's never really played there. I prefer matter. I prefer matter. If that's why, if you're going to play two up yeah. front, play him there. Let's yeah. see if he can do it. I would not be surprised if, if be interesting if he plays tomorrow, matter, and whether he thinks he might play him at the weekend. Um, so uh, we, we're going to come on to part two. We're going to talk about the future. We're going to look at Benfica. We're going to talk about fullbacks. We're going to talk about the under 17s. We're going to talk about uh, the big game away at Stamford Bridge, which we know is not one of our favourite places to visit. Uh, don't forget, Ladbrokes have a signing up offer. So deposit £50, and this is a new thing for you. Ladbrokes will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. If you like a little gamble, that's there for you, courtesy of Man United Redcast. We'll be back after these messages. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome back to Manchester United Redcast with me, Chris Curley. And joining me this week is Russell Balkind. Hello, Chris. And Robert Meakin. Good evening to one and all. Oh, we're still there. There was a little delay. It's because of the time difference in Checking Manchester. Checking on his fish pie. Yeah, you put your, want, have you put your yeah, clocks the, back? The sense of mis- Robert? mystery. You put your clocks back the though, clock? right? Your what? clock. I said your clock. You put your clocks back. They're still using the sun up there, Chris. Are they? Oh, well. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, the, time, the time zone is at best vague in my house. Happier times. And uh, did we watch the Under-17 World Cup? I've, I've seen... I did, I did. It was good, yeah, wasn't I, it? It was good. Fantastic. 2-0 down. I felt two. we were still in it at 2-0 down. You Very, could tell yeah. we, we were battering them. Very Spurs United. Yeah. I'll tell you what bothered me, though, how good Phil Foden was from Stockport. Yeah. He looks decent. That was a worry. And then the lad we think's pretty good. Angel Gomez, who's yeah. captain and did a John Terry holding the trophy up and got the last two minutes on the pitch and had the shirt on and everything in the pitches and lifted up. Mm-hmm. He couldn't, he barely got on the pitch in the, in the big games. And when I was, that was, anybody care about that or should we just not bother? No, I just, hope, I mean, it was just, I mean, I, I was, I was going through who was playing, who it was obviously concerned that I could see players obviously playing for likes of Chelsea and Manchester City who looked pretty handy. But overall, I mean, it, it's a fantastic achievement for, you know, we, we know the state of English football. Something happens between the ages of 17 and 23, which isn't Girls good. and alcohol. Yeah, yeah, I think that may well Their be parents it. are so, not in charge of their bank accounts let, anymore. Let's just see if, there, if there's an amazing suddenly uh, twist and it doesn't happen like that. But as you say, the, the, the law of averages suggests it will go that way. As for Gomez, I've only seen so much of him, but he looks a, he looks a re- decent prospect, but we've seen plenty of them before. 
so much is based on luck as well, isn't it, with some of these young players. We, we've talked, there's been players we've heard of before who sound like they're going to be world beaters, like Ravel Morris. Oh, Bobby, like you're that. deflating the balloon rather quickly. No, no. But you know, this, we, we don't want realism. Why, we're English. We go with like optimistic hope this time of year. But let's, hope, let's, hope, let's hope that they all don't end up playing in the championship within sort of two years. But that's the way they get treated you by premiership to, clubs, unfortunately. Well, you have to take credit from United's youth policy, the players that have come through and having decent Premier League careers. I mean, we are. There's like 15 to 16 players in about 12 different clubs, you know. So, you know, I think Paul McGuinness, um, who yes. did run the youth yes. team, Wilfson, has just started a job at the FA uh, with the youth team today. I think United are uh, the exception rather than the, the rule. But it also, I mean, look, we've talked about it before on the Redcast, but it's your football's boring thing is whilst whilst people are playing conservative football you there's like are we gonna uh, is there gonna be a big matches or even not even big matches just that are young players gonna get on the pitch whilst managers are worried about their jobs well again i mean i think you know quality will come through but i think they've given them a reason because their cvs look half decent now yeah that's true. you know they say yeah. they've done it yeah. in, in, a, in a certain area i thought two and zabi against swansea second half was like starting to look like i want to get in this team yeah Oh, I think he's he's really good news for us potentially. Isn't he? I mean, he looks like yeah. proper quality to me. <clears throat> he looks like he's better than he looked like better than Johnny Evans. That's the yeah. least we can hope for, right? And I wonder where he thinks where Jose thinks he could play because he initially suggested last season or he, he saw him more as a fullback, but he looks clearly quality. Oh, left side centre half, left side centre yeah, half, yeah, absolutely. Alongside Bay, two monsters. Yeah, like Gladiator. You know that scene that Gladiator with the chariots? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Look at those coming at you. You're going to be terrified if you're Jermaine yeah. Defoe. You haven't got a chance. The only way J- Jermaine Defoe gets round them is if he runs through their legs. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the only way he does it. Um, we've got Benfica tomorrow night. Do you think Tune Zabi will get a game, Robert? I think that'd be a very good uh, option for us, to be honest, because we're, we're pretty much through. And and, he, and he's not a risk, to be honest. I mean, as you say, he's it's not an experiment putting him in the team. He's pushing for a first-team place, which, you know, he may well get before the season is out. So I would certainly look to play him. As I, say, I think he's, he's very much part of that team's future. Well, there's one eye clearly on Sunday's game with tomorrow's team selection, um, Russell, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's two things to take into consideration. There's selection for Sunday. And Josie wants to put the group stage of the Champions League to bed is the other competing factor. If we can, if we win and uh, CSKA beat Basel, we're, we're done and it's about the draw in that case. And if he can then treat the last remaining matches in the group as rotation or rest because they don't really matter, I think that will also be you know, something that I'll enter into his thinking. Well, you mean, I mean, the thing against the game in Benfica, it was too easy. Yeah. I mean, after the game against Liverpool, where they needed some competition, they got none against Benfica. And the the, the football was slow. You know, they had that poor kid in goal. Yeah. I hope he plays again. He got praise from Jose today in the pre-match. He's going to do that though, isn't he? Yeah. Just to make sure he plays again. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's he, has had, he has had two, I mean, I know... <laughs> he's he, not that bad. He's pretty good. He's, he's one for the future. Give him another go. He's, had two, he's had two clean sheets since... So, well, well that's, that surprises me. That's, that's just from night's sleep, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think after that game. Um, Benfica tomorrow night. Are you expecting big changes then, Robert, up front? Will Marshall and Rashford perhaps partner, yeah, I, partner I, up front? I did, yeah, I wonder. I, mean, I know that's being muted today. I did, I did wonder also whether it was worth giving Lukaku a run out just to get, get in the goals, just to get him in the, in the zone for 
uh, the weekend. But as you say, I don't think Mourinho's overly concerned about Lukaku's form. So maybe, yeah, we, it, uh, it, we could see a start of both uh, Martial and Rashford starting, which, yeah, it's, it's never really sort of particularly come off. But obviously, it's an exciting uh, proposition. The idea of them both playing. Well, he's playing. Potentially central strikers would be exciting, I think. I expect him, I expect him to play three at the back again tomorrow against yeah. Benfica and probably put Marshall and Rashford with maybe Mkhitaryan behind him and get him into form somehow and give him another go with, yeah. with one eye on Sunday. Midfield's tricky because yeah. he can't really rotate in there. So, you know... No, he's stuck there, isn't he? He's a little bit, he's a little bit yeah. stuck to get that game won. I, I would like to think you could rest Matic. It's the kind of game Carrick would come in. Yeah. But uh, we're not sure that Carrick is, is no. fit. So I think the, the problem I worry about, and I've banged on about this for months, is the full-backs. Yeah. And I just think, if you're going to play three at the back, those full-backs, right, I've got to get up and down that pitch all game and yeah. twice a week. And at the moment, Ashley Young is 32, 33... He is an old man with a Zimmer frame. Daddy Ali was right about that. He's playing great. Yeah. Antonio Valencia is 32. Yeah. They can't do it. Not and the season. options are Blind, who can't sprint, yeah. and Darmian, who, once he, he goes off the A-line, gets Certainly nauseous. Yeah. So that, I think, I think when you come into January, that's a real area you've got to look at because the problem in the big games, you've got to attack those areas of the pitch. We're not attacking, which is overlapping, crossing the ball. You know what City are doing? Most of their goals come from Kyle Walker or the left back yeah. or Sane or Sterling hugging the pitch. And they're crossing the ball, firing it across the goal for tap-ins for Sterling and, yeah. and Gabriel Jesus and, and, and Aguero. We're not getting that high up the pitch. And I think full-backs are a problem. Yeah, I think, I think that Mourinho's instincts more and more lean that way that we do favour three defence. You know, we know how he likes his wide men to be working really hard. I think he, it suits him more to have the attacking you know, wing-back sort of option. And as you say, we haven't got that personnel at the moment. No, I mean, we Luke haven't. Shaw was supposed to be one of them. Well, we can forget about that as we well know because he's out of favour. So he, he really, actually, the system Mourinho really, I think his heart wants to play. We haven't got the players to pull it off at the moment. Of course, he'll be painfully aware of that. Well, I think he knew it. And I think that's why that fourth signing didn't happen. I mean, yeah, uh, and that's going to cost us if we don't do something yep. in January, I think. Yep. Whether that's Danny Rose coming in yep. or whether that's a right full-back to take the pressure off Valencia and get forward. You meant to be looking at this. Thomas Munier has been rumoured from PSG because Danny Alves um, keeps, keeps him out of the side, basically, at the moment. Have you seen much of Munier, Robert? I've only seen a bit of him. I must admit, and what I, what I saw looked really, really good. You mean, we certainly do need recruitment in that area. I just wonder, can we get, can we get such people in January? I know Danny Rose is considered more of a possibility simply because of the, uh, the suggestion that Shaw might be going the other way. But we definitely do need to reinforce that. Well, I'd like to think one advantage of this January market in comparison to others is the oncoming World Cup. And players yeah. can't sit on the bench because they yeah. want to make yeah. their international squads. And if Danny Alves, I mean, I think he's only played six out of 11 league games, Munier. If, if he can't get in the team, he looks strong, powerful, quick. Yep. I believe there was an interview in the summer. He said he was a Man United fan, which is always what your agent usually tells I mean, you to his say. Name, his name is basically Emunier. Munier, right? Mm. Yeah, nice. That's, well, sign him now. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the best fact. That's, that's the best thing you said tonight. I mean, that's less a fact and more just... No, but it's a good observation. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, and I think, you know, we're, across the season, the games we're going to get up because there's like 10 games in December to deal with. There's a lot of games in December. Um we're going to run the legs out of those little Ashley Young and Tony Valencia. Bothers me. That's not yeah. a question. I'm just saying it bothers me. 
Yeah, and I just wonder, you see, I know we, we played that system against Tottenham, but I just don't know it's sustainable at the moment, whether in fact we really just have to play a more conservative 4-3-3 at the minute, simply because we just haven't got the players who can go, as you say, box to box. At least, they, like at least that. with the three at the back, they can start 15 yards further up the pitch, those wing-backs. Yeah. You know, there's some cover yeah. there. I think Rojo will be back in the side well, as soon Ro- as he's yeah. fit, especially if we're going to play a three. Yeah, but as you say, but if we're relying on... He likes Rojo. Ashley Young is obviously is, is an intelligent player, and I know Mourinho sort of trusts him to do a decent stopgap sort of job, but if we're, if we're reliant on Ashley Young in that attacking role, we aren't going to be knocking down too many doors, are we, in the next few months? No, that's I mean... That's what concerns me. And that's part of his, like, game management. That's what Mourinho's been doing. You can't play... Mm-hmm ridiculously open football if you don't think you can play a certain way there are certain players yeah. he needs to let off the leash but I think yeah. the missing Baye and Pogba are massive misses and I Huge. think you know and when if Zlatan comes into the team he'll come in at n- on number 10 yeah. and hold the ball yeah. up and what Zlatan should yeah. be doing is having lessons with Lukaku about how to back into a defender and hold it up mm-hmm. I mean, he's, got, he's got a great teacher there he needs to use and I'd make him hungry and not play him tomorrow night I'd get him hungry Lukaku for Sunday and he comes yeah. out a bit of an angry man and, and knocks a few people over puts David Luiz into Z- row Z I quite like that how are we feeling about Sunday we have a terrible record there Robert we do it's not a happy hunting ground at all God I remember all those years ago when we used to enjoy going to Stamford Bridge yeah, for we a did. long long time long time ago now I mean, Chelsea have, have, have sort of spluttered a bit themselves um, this season, but yeah, not not haven't looked the force they were this time last year. But at the same time, I think it's an incredibly tough match. It was one of the absolute toughest still for Manchester United to go Stamford Bridge. I, it, after what happened against uh, you know when we went to Liverpool, you wonder are we going to be have a similar scenario again? with the way Jose set things out. I know one thing for sure, Jose is going to be desperate not to lose at Stamford Bridge after being stuffed there uh, last year. So I, I think he, he, his priority will be to make it very, very difficult for Chelsea and hope he can nick, nick a win along the way. I actually think Is nicking a win, though, what he needs to do? Does he need to be a, does he need to be a bit more aggressive? Or is he just well, no, going gonna, gonna, to avoid all that criticism? I, I think he does myself. I prefer if, he, if we do go for more than that. I just wonder whether his instincts will get the better of him in this case because after, after what happened to us when we went there last year when we were pretty much humiliated, he'll be anxious at first to keep, keep the door bolted. Um, well, we conceded the goal in the first 30 difficult. seconds last year. I you mean, certainly did. Smalling yeah. had the worst game probably of his life. If yeah. you remember rightly, he got twisted and turned yeah, all over the place and started all those chats about is are they fit enough and all this kind of thing and testing mm-hmm. them. I mean, Russell, um, one thing that could be in our favour is that Chelsea have to go to Rome in midweek. And can they cope with such a big game at home on the back of a foreign away trip? Yeah, I mean, they haven't... They're not in the best of form. Hazard looked good on the It was weekend. Bournemouth. They didn't have to try too hard but, at the moment. you know, I think they're finding it harder this season, a bit of second season syndrome for Antonio Conte and Jose did they did have a bit of bad blood earlier on about injuries and complaining you think, you think Jose's not going to provide many gifts on Sunday at about 6 o'clock if we win yeah I think there'll be a few uh, things that could get circulated if we manage to win <laughs> um, predictions Robert then for Sunday what are you feeling I, I have to say I've, I think I've got a feeling of a draw all over this to be honest I, 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 scoring I draw say, nil uh, nil draw I, 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 I'd actually go for a one-all. one-all. I, I see it as a draw. I just, I think, I'd love us. I'd love us to turn them over, of course. But I'm not, having watched us against Tottenham, and pretty much that's what we've got at the moment as a as a unit. 
I'm just not convinced there's enough there without the genius of a Pogba in the team to sort of un- unlock Chelsea and nick a win. I just don't see it with um, um, a midfield involving Herrera, as diligent he is. I just don't think we've quite got enough, but obviously hope to be proved wrong. I think there's some scores to settle. Obviously with the defeat last year, but remember the cup game and Herrera got sent off there. Yeah, yeah. You know, so maybe Herrera will be pumped up for it. Russell, how are you feeling about well, Sunday? What's so, your prediction? Well, I was going to say two-one to us. Yeah, to us. But I was going to say that we've just got to be careful not to get anyone sent off. I think there is a job to be done on. Well, those blue cottonies don't taxi drivers don't half get excited that easy, don't they? Yeah, and it's like there's a weird crowd that Chelsea crowd. It's like it's like angry UKIP cab drivers or really posh four by four blokes. Some weird crowd. It is. I mean, it is. A, it is, is there, are you all scared of Chelsea fans? Is that why the silence? I can feel the silence. Like no, well, no, not that. at all. I, 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 have to, I have to say, I, used, I, I brief. I had the pleasure once of living behind Stamford Bridge for about a couple of years. So I, I know the type well. Everything from say Jeremy Clarkson to oh, just say, the worst kind of people. Aren't they? Yeah. You want to be stuck there. If you're stuck in a, in a party I don't with a Chelsea fan... people I used to live by, but yes, yes. But terrible you know, people. They haven't had a club since 2000. They only started since 2003. Three. Yeah, I know, it's true. Like, you get the likes of Jason Cundy on Talk Sport banging on. And like, he was, he's made a media career of the fact he played for Chelsea. And he played for Chelsea when Chelsea were basically Burnley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were, I mean, that's doing, that's probably too good for him. Still, he's on, he's on, he's on Talk Sport 1 though, isn't he, Chris? Yeah, all right. Let's not bring that up again. That's you didn't have to bring that up again. I was. Oh, I'm, just, I don't, don't, I'm still upset by that. I'm sorry. It was a. And it was on a that low note, blow. Russell, it was a low blow. Was a low that's blow. what we're going to finish on. I'm going to be positive. I think we're going to win two nil on Sunday. I think we've kept oh, a clean sheet. I think we're going to win two nil. We're going to get goals in each half, and I think Lukaku's going to score, and then we're going to get a penalty, and Mata is going to send um, Courtois. The wrong way. Well, I think it's really just very quick. You've been in your TARDIS. That was very specific. That was I, great. It, I'm just going for glory, Robert. Imagine yeah. I was right again. Oh, oh it'd be lovely. It'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah. That clean sheets thing is really interesting, though. I think not another fact. Please, no, no, no. Just not even, not even, not lazy, lazy research, unresearched, unresearched facts. <laughs> I should just point out the Russell eight. before we started. I've got some great facts. I mean, it's all subjective. It's all subjective. It is subjective. You know, but I think eight clean sheets in the first 10 matches. No, it's incredible. It's I mean, really f- great. football is 50% defending, 50% yeah. attacking. Yeah. You can't always, it's not, oh, it winds me up. On that note, I'm going to go and calm down. Russell, thank you once again for thank joining you, us. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Uh, Robert, thank you in God's own country for being there as always. Thank you for having me. Um, again, again, again. Every time, twice on Sundays, Robert. Uh, just a quick reminder, though, for you listeners out there, all three of you, to check out the Cancer Research UK's Tough 10 at cruk.org forward slash Tough 10. Tricky to say that. Use the promo code T-T-E-N-O-C-T to get a £5 discount on the entry fee. Only one more thing left for me to say. Thanks for joining us, and come on, you Reds. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at unitedredcast.com. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrokes. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others. And when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to
to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.